0: What's up, everybody? You might have heard some voices in the background. This voice is Christian Pedersen. Hi. Good to see you again. We're still getting used to the full technology thing and whatnot in here. But the other voices you heard were... To to the adoring public that may have not seen you on this year's podcast, introduce yourself.
1: Mr. Full-Time Hoops, also known as Mr. Full-Time Dad, also known as... San Diego State. I'm not on the clock right now. <laughs> uh,
0: nobody knows what time, when, or where this is filmed, uh, but we will put it on the poll. Is there a max number of AKAs that one can have in their title?
1: Uh, AKA R.A.P. Kobe.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, all the polls are are be able to be found on at SD Prep Insider on Twitter on Instagram. You can follow Aaron at Full Time Hoops. Uno, I have forgotten the one once, and it haunts me to this day <laughs> in my waking nightmares. Uh, the other one here is Bodhi De Silva at SD Preps, who has broken mics, something <laughs> in the studio. Oh, Bodhi. Unreliable as always. Um, Bodie is the official Scorebook Live reporter of the CIF San Diego section. Scorebook Live is the statewide reporter, but we don't care about any other section <laughs> other than the San Diego section, uh, unless Connor Morissette is calling in, and then we like him. I like the second section but for now we just like Bodhi we're starting the show with the top 10 so let's do our standard confusing read out what was the top 10 and have people who'll be like no 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 no, that's you okay look so we filmed this later in the week so we're sort of doing less of a what do we think of the top 10 rankings and more a review of the week that was for the top 10 and some of our potential thoughts on how that's all going to go down. So coming into this week, the top 10 basketball teams, according to the San Diego Union Tribune media poll, Cathedral Catholic, St. Augustine, Torrey Pines, Foothills Christian, Francis Parker, the Lancers making their biggest jump of the season up to that five spot. Number six, modern day Catholic, number seven, Poway, number eight, Christian, number nine, Santa Fe Christian, and number 10, Carlsbad. Uh, Aaron. Your thoughts on how or what might change headed into next week?
1: I mean, I think Parker's got to make a jump at some point into that top, like deeper into the top five. They've only lost twice this year. Um, they beat Foothills Christian. So it was a little bit of a surprise that some of the voters had um, Foothills still ahead of Parker. Uh, you know, if they keep winning and they went out, you know, they're the Coastal League champions. And usually that team is somewhere... In the top three, if not, you know, the number one team heading into the playoffs. Really? Usually. I mean
2: mean, when you look back, it's (laughs) it's one of the best leagues and it has been for a while now. Okay.
1: That one or the Western League in terms of just like overall depth of, of team talent. So, you know, they keep winning and keep doing what they're doing. I mean, it's been really impressive to watch. I've seen them I think four times this year, and I leave every time just Kind of in awe of how they're able to play this level of small ball and sustain it without, you know, without huge numbers. I mean, they they play six guys pretty much. Yeah, possibly. they
0: they seem to rarely run into excessive foul trouble or anything like that. They the
1: one time they did run into foul trouble, the, the game I was at, they lost, and that was against Sonora. I mean, had they had Daryl Sledge not fouled out of that game, I'm pretty sure Tommy, you can come they, in. They win. No, or not.
0: No,
2: you got ghosts in this house, huh? <laughs>
1: Apparently, even them.
0: <laughs> Um, so you mentioned Daryl Sledge, Kimo Ferrari, also a member of
1: that squad. Miles Williams, about, about, Camden McCormick. So th-
0: they're returning a decent amount of guys from last year's team that made a run to the finals and was within a couple of buckets going either way for a championship. Yeah. So but it's, it's, it seems. well, I was just gonna say, it seems like they have the experience mm-hmm. sprinkled with the athleticism, sprinkled with the only thing they're missing is a Matt Bender-sized big man to identifiably say, like, they have everything that a team would need. But, like, it's – they don't need it.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the style that they've adapted to this year, <laughs> there's very, been very few teams that have been able to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. I mean, so far the, in their opener, they took Cathedral to a four-point game and then so lost to Sonora. And other
0: than that, it's been perfect. Best coaching job of Jim Tomey's career?
1: I'd say so.
2: Yeah, I mean, right now he's got to be the – Coach least. of the year? Probably. Was that way? did I cut yeah, you off? Yeah, I, I, of I would think at this point there, he's the obvious
1: choice. Really? Yeah. I mean come on think about it you've got no you've got no starter taller than 6 foot 2 and you're just not only are you beating teams you're hammering teams pretty much night in and night out and yes the first game of the season they were they tied that game with less than 30 seconds left i mean they had cathedral on the ropes at that time you know it was believed maybe cathedral was having a letdown game after you know a pretty competitive performance against Sierra Canyon but you know, it wasn't. A, it was not a fluke. Mm-hmm. This team is very yeah, I know,
0: good. You I, I, you you say like who else or what else for for coach of the year? I think my thought on awards like that is I try to look global, mm-hmm. and I know with football they awarded it to Chris Live say from Castle Park. It was a Division Five school, not necessarily because of any. Oh, yeah. he coached elite talented. It, it, so I, I, it was not meant as no, a disrespect no, no, to Jim Kobe, yeah. but just as I, a, I, I just hadn't put really yeah. When you, any I mean, thought you, yet into that. When category. you look at
1: the landscape and you look at what some of the teams are doing below, I mean, I was I'm probably gonna go watch Horizon Prep today. They're 15 and two in Division Five, probably one of the better coaching yeah. jobs this season. You know, you look at Division Three Coronado with adding Wayne McKinney. I mean, they're probably contender in Division Three. Uh, Division two. Um, Don Dumas, Benita Vista has done an excellent job this year. They're the ones I'm one hundred and
0: ten percent in on Benita Vista, you know. and I apologize. I have been ever since aTOa Fox, and there is no <laughs> footage left uh, that has not been erased and purged to prove yeah. otherwise.
1: but but you know, the conventional wisdom coming into the year was one, is chemo Ferrari gonna be fully healthy after the spring and summer that he had where he dealt with nagging knee injuries and he had knee surgery, two. How were they going to bring Miles Williams back in the fold? But the most important question was: Okay, this team is lilliputian. How are they going to contend in you know in an open division where most of the teams now have a considerable amount of size? I mean, yeah. if you look at Modern Day; they they, they start six eight, six nine, six ten, you know, and you know. Okay, to- can I
0: ask you then about Modern Day and and, and open question yeah. to both of you here? I feel like them and Poway have been stuck in this like middle ground of this top 10 and that's not a bad spot to be in so for a team like that do or have we seen the ceiling for them or are we seeing just mathematically they are the more consistent ones not too many highs not too many lows and that size is something that don't be surprised if a five seed puts up a run don't be surprised if a six seed puts up a run type of thing
2: yeah, I mean, modern day they're going to have an opportunity mm-hmm. here in, in um, what ten days from now they'll take on Cathedral, which Bingo. they yeah. match up size wise. The unfortunate thing you talk about Poway, uh, modern day uh, lost to Poway earlier in the year, so if it comes down to a head-to-head thing, they would lose that flip. Yep. Um, but I think they've certainly gotten better since then, uh, worked in some pieces for this year, and. Yeah. Um, no, I, their best basketball, I would think, is still ahead of them.
1: I think the tough part, Poway, too, is also the overall strength of the league. They're yeah. going to continue to win, but you know you're not. Gonna... Wait,
0: and so that's where I kind of ask is because some teams like that just don't have the calculus to propel themselves yeah. upwards but into day, that modern day. Does modern have day. Have that so so ten days from now, we'll have the chance to to know one of those two, and Poway will remain. With perhaps a little bit of gray zone going into the playoffs as to just how marquee of a team they yeah. could they could face off against Yeah but. it just depends
1: if Modern Day can separate from Poway. If they do, then Modern Day is gonna be in a really nice position. If they don't and they're still neck and neck, then that flip occurs and then Poway gets the higher seat. I mean, same thing along you know, same thing goes with Tory Pines. I mean, Tory Pines will be in a position where they may flip if they're next to Modern Day because Modern Day beat them. It's fair uh, enough. Fair yeah. Enough. And,
2: and on that same day when modern day plays Cathedral, Torrey Pines will play Foothills Christian. That can mm-hmm. come down to another flip. And Cathedrals win over, or Foothills win over Cathedral earlier in the year could also come down to a flip. So, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting situations.
0: All right. So, I think that this list extends maybe seven more teams, five more teams. depending. Like, There's a ton of others receiving votes type mm-hmm. categories. Anybody new making it into either of your top tens by the end of this week, you think?
1: Uh, I mean, it's gonna take it's gonna take some of those teams to take losses. I mean, even Santa Fe Christian taking a loss at Foothills yesterday. I mean, still they were very competitive in that.
0: That's that's top ten on top ten crime. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so nobody knew yeah, on the radar.
2: Yeah, for me this week, Carlsbad stayed in there um, in league so far four and one. They picked up. Obviously they came back against Sam Marcos with a big fourth quarter and then Jalen Nelson hit a game winner from Shh, 35 bro, feet to beat LaCosta. The, the so. girls
0: team has been doing that too. Yeah, Like the yeah. Carlsbad just bad. Yeah, they took program down mission hills the board, and, but and the into girls, like so. in buzzer beater yeah. had to sink a free yeah. throw at the, like, Whatever is going on at Carlsbad Car- this year. like Carlsbad, like, man. like, I feel for their administrative staff having to be there with their heart beating just uh, uncontrollably. Like, they just have to
1: watch these games. Check like, your pacemakers. Yeah,
0: seriously. I, I I hope Amanda Waters is doing her Tai Chi at the end of the night to, you know, to calm herself back down. Another yeah, please. underrated
1: matchup on that same day, Battle of the Bay, is the 2 uh, o'clock game, Parker versus Christian. Well, we're going to talk
0: about Battle of the Bay a little bit later in the show with what's good because, I mean, that's what's good because that is that is 10 days from now correct mm-hmm, yeah. so on the uh by the yeah we'll, we'll, this will be out by the middle of the day January 30th so 10 days from now <laughs> I it, it's not terrestrial radio so it's a little hard sometimes to tell people exact dates and times um closing in closing notes on the top 10 before we move on to game balls I I think that uh, for a lot of the teams that I, I, I see right now, it does start to get a little repetitive. Like, we can't talk about anything necessarily new or big that any team is doing. But at the same time, like, this could all go away at the end of a day. Like, and just be poof, five teams lose. And we have we have a, a new version of this. But I don't think we're going to get many different versions like, I think we're pretty close to what I see as the top 10 teams. Whatever yeah. the final ver- incarnation of it, but I think that close to this is yeah. our final list. I
2: think a few weeks ago, you could see maybe five or six additional teams make a late run to get an open spot. At this point, it's probably maybe 10 for the eight spots. Mm-hmm. Um, among the top, there's obviously still room for movement with some big uh, league matchups.
0: All right, well, uh, we will be right... Okay, so swipe over if you're watching on Instagram TV (laughs) or stick around if you're listening to the show. You are listening to the San Diego Prep Insider High School Sports Show brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee, Christian Pedersen, SD Preps, and Full-Time Hoops One. Be back in a second. What's happening, sports fans? Welcome you to Game Balls. We don't really have a ton of intro graphics and whatnot to it, but we're getting there. Uh, I am joined by Full-Time Hoops One. Say what's up? What's up? uh rocking the flannel today you're looking like like uh i want to say like an ll bean catalog okay <laughs> you're looking you're looking nice uh Bodie da silva is also here he's with sd preps he's the scorebook live official reporter for san diego section
1: i wish you could get his shoes
0: oh we'll get his shoes <laughs> We just flashed to a photo of issue or to a to a video of issues right there, actually, so that everybody could see it. Um, Very small steps forward. Very small (laughs) steps forward. Hard to believe that this used to be a Fox Sports television show. Um, We're on now to Game Balls. We are gravely concerned as to where Tommy Morris is. Oh, man. He was supposed to be here about 40 minutes ago. There was the door that you heard in the first segment that was shaking that we thought was him trying to enter. Apparently, it was just the wind. So, Tommy, we miss you. Hopefully, we'll see you for what's good. Um, let's talk about game balls, though. Bodie, Aaron, we give this segment to uh, shout out some of the top scorers performers game balls can be given out for basically anything if you want to give out for blocks like i saw i saw some i I saw the first couple of blocks uh that i had seen in a while uh like a like a multiple in a in a in a row like down the court blocked down the court blocked and i was like why keep going inside? <laughs> Why? Um, so, Bodie, you want to start for us uh, with your game balls from the week? Yeah. So, uh, we talked first segment about some
2: teams that are still in the open division race. I'll bring up Tyson Robinson from El Camino. Right now, they're on the outside looking in. Uh, last week, a big win over Oceanside. 29 points, five assists, four steals. He's had a great year so far. Um, another guy on a team they're competing with for a spot, Jalen Nelson on Carlsbad. Um Incredible shot late in the game to to beat Lacoste and win that one, and then followed it up with a league win this week, double overtime against Mission Hills. He had forty points. So um, at, this, <laughs> at this point, that's not even like it's not surprising when yeah. he's putting up those numbers this year. Um, a guy that passed a thousand points earlier in the year and just having a, an excellent senior year. Yeah, that's all of them.
0: I can give you if you want another. Yeah, no, go for all, I mean, just awesome. dr- if you have more game balls. We uh, have unlimited amounts of tape.
2: Yeah, so uh, Olympian last night, a big win over Eastlake, won by 22 points. Uh, four guys in double digits, led by Gio Martinez
0: with 20 points. So Olympians had a couple nice wins recently. Sneaky good. So Sneaky good. Um, I wish you were here. Uh, actually, you were on the phone, but you were not here to initially see it. Um, when Noah Laxina asked you a question about Savon Davis being one of potentially the bigger transfers... Listening to him perfect savon. Uh <laughs> what it was, it was it. It took a couple of times, but then the rest of the time Noah was like Savon. Savan. He was saying it in a very swab way. <laughs> Noah, uh, we we wish you a, a, a speedy return. Um, I'll jump in here with my game balls. First one I want to give out is to Jack Bailey and Noah Fields at mm-hmm. RBV good hitting year, that good. thousand point mark. We were debating, kind of trying to find a what that is equivalent to in other sports to try and help people quantify what a thousand career points mm-hmm. Aaron help us figure like 20 touchdowns career for a running back 50 touchdowns career is it is it 5,000 yards is a like, I, no I mean because a thousand points is a significant achievement like that's a
1: ton right I mean I, I mean, it's
0: good it's
2: great I'd like, say maybe 2,500
1: 2,000 to 2,500 okay. yeah As a running back. just
2: because that's typically a good two-season stretch yeah. and that's
1: sweet typically that's what people get yeah. on varsity yeah. I mean a nice
2: <laughs> looking back I saw uh, Johnny D from back in the day 967 <laughs> his senior year which year. not typical yeah okay. i mean correct. mikey williams
0: well on his way to that this year so. well, fair enough then i rescind all of my compliments and you're all terrible at basketball because um, that blows through all my other game balls i was going to give is i was going to give one out to christian williams from christian high school girls basketball mm-hmm. for a thousand fine how about 1500 from simone james she has 1500 career points Very cool. she's the only good basketball player in san diego other than durian <laughs> dixon the hot shot freshman at san ysidro um <laughs> couple other game balls I want to give out. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, uh, let's see, Kai Jesse was the name that I was trying to get to uh, for the block party uh, uh, at Patrick Henry. Henry. Uh, they beat their rival, Sarah, uh, last that's week. That's a pretty good win for them, too. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to Coronado for beating Point Loma. I am continuously confused and surprised by how vicious that rivalry is. <laughs> yeah, like some, they, some language I yeah, saw retweeted that a little bit. Like, But I don't get... like. As somebody as a La Jolla graduate thought I had like a little bit of like a beef cooking up with Point Loma. I was nowhere near the level of disliking that school that Coronado is. And it's mutual and I don't get it. And it's fun
1: to watch, though. I mean, they're, they're so angry at I each mean, other. A peninsula divides them. And I guess just the rivalry, you know, is just... It's been a long-standing one. Who knew? A very vitriolic one.
0: <laughs> very little other, like, and so
1: little of the rest of San Diego knows about that when, rivalry, when I guess. When you have it at, when, when it's at Coronado High, which has a really large gym. Yeah. I mean, that. Because they've got the second part in mm-hmm. the back, yeah. It, it's spectacular. It's it's fun to be around. The Point Loma gym is t- a tad
0: bit small and old.
1: But it's also very intimate and gets extremely hostile. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Loud.
0: Smallest and hostilist and loudest I think I've ever heard had to have been Kearney four or five years ago with the Robbie Robinson era. Like just because that Kearney gym is what? Them and Crawford are the two actual physically smallest (laughs) gyms in the county. Yeah. and Well, now if you go in the Kearney gym, you also see the scoreboard is disproportionately sized. It makes no sense why they went with that. It's cool. I love it. But that scoreboard is like that's a jumbotron from a stadium, and they what, put it so, in a.
1: Wait, did they put that in when they got the floor redone? Yeah, have
0: you not been there to see that? It's one of the. It's like it's like How? okay, it's like the full sized, like that you would put on an arena. Gotta it be goes honest, from it goes from one side of the gym to the other.
1: Gotta be honest, I haven't really had a reason to go to Kearney's gym in a while.
0: Just, <laughs> not necessarily. Okay, fair just enough. Saying. I I I, dude, I never know with you, though, because sometimes you come in here on this show and you're like, man, this Guajome prep eighth grader like, <laughs> I, that I've been scouting since he was playing on the speaking moon five which, years ago. Go for it. Game you Here's
1: my game balls. I'm going to give one to 610 Calvin Christian freshman Martin Gumwell. Uh, Gumwell had 15 points and 22 rebounds last night in a 55-33 win over Escondido Charter um david osic is a you know good friend of mine we speak all the time on twitter and he just said that they really didn't have an answer for the 610 freshman i mean he's a big kid
0: terrifying
1: yes yes and his actually his fouling out on monday against o'farrell was what gave o'farrell the opening to have a really impressive comeback win in overtime 68 62 which leads to my second game ball nico figueroa of o'farrell 32 points, including eight three pointers in that come from behind win. They were down 15 in the second half, uh, made the run when Gumwell got into foul trouble and closed it out in overtime. Uh, Simon Ali, who's had a really good senior year, had an impressive dunk in the beginning of the overtime session. And you can just tell that the win was taken out of the sails. Uh, another game ball. Will can go. I just jump in for yeah, just a of second? Course. And
0: I look. O'Farrell, it's been what four years now? Uh, something around that three, four years as a school. 2016,
1: that, like, since they won the D five that that crazy game.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they they came onto the basketball scene about about that time ago with yeah. Coach Van Houten and and that was a young Derek Carter Hollinger and I forget who else was on that team name Jordan wise, but Gaines on Jordan that Gaines. Jordan Gaines. That was the other yeah. name I was thinking of. Ball is literally life and when he Lawrence cried. Gray. Um. In in the post game, like and then i think we all thought this is cool this is feel good this is why the d5 championship exists we mm-hmm. we'll see you in 5 years when you fall back down there and it's recycled and all start cuz van houten leaves and you just didn't you didn't know what a small school like that was going to do yeah. and then we have them 2 years now of just this upward trend where they're winning those close games and they're winning those big games yeah. and i just i love to see these programs not just be that one generational like we had a big guy he won us a championship but
1: actually you know two graduating classes will come and go and I they'll mean, be keep going at least steadily upward O'Farrell has the opportunity to do that because they have the facilities I mean they have a gorgeous gym. gorgeous gym I mean kids want to play there and you know academically they're in an area where they are you know the pick of the litter when it comes to the schools around there so you're going to get kids who might have gone to Lincoln might have gone to Morse who are going to go to O'Farrell and you've got a coach that has, you know, club basketball ties. So some of those guys are going to consider, you know, that as a destination in that area. I mean, so they're well positioned to yeah, be, you know. To it's be, great. You know, they could win division four this year. They're probably one of the favorites. Moving into division three next year with San Isidro um, likely moving out, obviously Coronado moving out. I mean, who knows what they could do at, at that position. Yeah.
0: A couple, of bigger, yeah, keep going on your game couple of
1: bigger schools, uh, Yasin Garam wanted to go out and honor Kobe Bryant. I think Bodhi said he had 31. <laughs> That's what I saw in, yeah. the, in the Foothills book, but <laughs> either <laughs> y- way, 31-32, pretty yeah, close Yassine there. said 32, 24 plus 8 to honor Kobe Bryant. In that same game, Hayden Gray with a nice 31-point game. Hayden's had a very sleeper uh, all-CIF level season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had some really big games uh, you know, kind of navigating through the season ending injury of Trevon Martin. They've had guys out with, you know, various maladies the flu sickness, but Hayden's been kind of the constant and, you know, when he hasn't been there, they've, you know, they, they, those have been the games where they really struggled. So, you know, kudos to him. Uh, and then last night on my final game ball, will go to Christian Ubochi, uh, the six foot 10 uh, junior center at modern day Catholic. Who had his own triple double? He had 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 blocked shots in a win over Vista. <sighs> Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I could block a shot. Like, that'd be dope. <laughs>
1: You've never blocked a shot? I
0: mean, not in like a reasonable set. Not
1: in, not not in like a not in like a. You oh, never like... played basketball against Tommy? I mean, he's like four two. You could have blocked him.
0: Well, right now Tommy is missing, so let's not make fun of the That's potentially. That's why I'm talking
1: uh, uh, so much. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm talking about him because he's not here. And he <laughs> can't defend himself.
0: Um, no, I mean I, I've 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 never had the pleasure of doing anything other than just shooting around with Tommy. Uh, based off of his, Tommy is is the most unlike, not necessarily unathletic, jacked person of all time. But Tommy has a great like. Because obviously you see him coming in here. He's given up on sleeves; like he has not worn very many <laughs> sleeves this year uh, because there is now a camera pointed sun's, directly at his right bicep. Sun's out, um, guns out. I see you. But at the same time, that I don't see, I don't see like a, any clips of him ever at the gym doing anything other than working out. Like I don't, so I don't think there is much there's lateral to... muscle. I think it's good at bench, good at squat, good okay. at that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that you would would would. I think it'd be eleven nothing if you were playing by ones and
1: twos. Um, I would give him spot him a few points, just to make him feel good.
0: That's the dad in you. That's that's nice, man. I I appreciate that. Um, stick around or swipe over. We got what's good coming up. Uh, Christian, Aaron, Bodie, and an empty chair. As we hope Tommy comes and joins us for the last segment of the show. On, be right bruh. back. What's we'll happening sports fans? And I should I say yeah. what's good? You hear those no other like, voices I mean, in studio. Good. We'll go oh, over no. there and we'll we'll say hi once again to Aaron Bergman, Bergman Tom Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> Air, you Bergman. know
1: me for how long and you don't know my last name it's Bergen it hasn't changed. No,
0: I doubt that. I feel like you used to say it differently
1: nah be okay. Fair the- enough.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Full Time Hoops One. He's also the father of the current best basketball player in the history of San Diego County. Uh, <laughs> the other one in the studio is Bodie De Silva at Full Time or at SD preps Sorry. Um, <laughs> He is the. We share a handle now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, I mean, you're, you're, hard you're, you're hard to tell apart. Um, you're hard to tell apart. Wait, you're, you're uh, SD Preps too? Is yeah. that what it is? <laughs> that's me, that's me. We figured it out. Um, legitimate journalism for the first time in history. Yeah. Um, Aaron is going to play What's Good with us for the first time. So, for those of you just joining, What's Good is our segment that we close out every week's show with, kind of just talking about what we think is good from the week that was, the week that will be. Talking about literally just anything high school sports related, uh, Bodie. You were saying that you uh, wanted to talk about some of the commitments. Before yeah. we get to that, I will say February fifth at Petco Park, the San Diego Sports Association is throwing their shindig for anybody that has signed a letter of intent. Division one, two, three, NAIa. If you are a uh, an equestrian or or uh, or, or acrobatic crew or or any of that kind of <laughs> stuff, rugby. Come on, down. Like, if you are going to be going on to the next level, come celebrate your signing with us, Bodie, You wanted to talk about some of those signings, though.
2: Yeah. So, for a lot of football players that didn't sign in the the early signing day, now that that's been instituted, uh, there's been a lot of commitments since. Can we, we please just touch chase and week. start talking about yeah. Grant Norberg? <laughs> well, Grant Norberg committed to UCLA. That was
0: awesome. That's huge. Uh, we got Dan. Kind of sneaky, like, or is you oh, okay, Grant? Don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Is that a sneaky choice? I'm like, are they finding a diamond in the rough, or is UCLA just bad now at football?
2: No, I mean, the, he's a guy Brent, that, I say that that I'm really, alumni. I'm really surprised more uh, schools weren't on. I know he visited some schools during the year, but um, UCLA, I think. They'll develop him there. I would expect him to redshirt, put some weight. But he's going to
0: be like that kid that we see as a junior, and we're like, wait, I don't remember him yeah. being that. And like, he's yeah, like a, he's like a literal like lumberjack expert or at like, that yeah. size. I mean, like Zeus? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a lot to work with, and I would expect him to be really productive there. Deal. Keep going. Uh, Daniel Koloka from Brawley, really good lineman prospect, popped up late in the year. He's headed to UNLV. Uh, Kyle Vassau from Carlsbad, he was my choice for uh, CIF Defensive Player of the Year. That game against Cathedral, one of the best I've ever seen. He's, good. he's headed to BYU. Uh, good Carson time. Fale from LCAP. I'm hoping I'm not screwing up the name there. He's headed to USD. Uh, Ryan Bill from San Pasqual, he's headed to USD. Oh,
0: my Aaron. Um, we had Ryan on the show this this week, earlier this year, um, scariest, deepest voice <laughs> that like Ryan Bill, I, I wish I had it queued up, I, I we should have coordinated notes on this, if you were deep in the woods, and you could picture, or you could visualize, or hear, like the one sound that you didn't want to just be like, hey... <laughs> It would be Ryan Bill's voice. It would terrify me to be like if I heard that in the middle of the night out in the woods, I'd be like, no, I'm dead. That's it. That 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 is the voice that is of a monster that has come to kill me. Um, so congratulations to him. On to the next yeah, one.
2: Yeah, d- uh, a couple linemen from Mission Hills, Noah R.C. on the offensive I got side. Hit by him once. Um, <laughs> and Shiloh Seao on the defensive side. They're both headed to Colorado State Pueblo. Uh, Christopher Lae Jr. from Oceanside uh, came up big in the D one title. He's headed to southern Utah. Uh, and then this one hasn't committed yet, but Zeke Mata, kicker and punter from Mission Hills picked up a huge offer from lsu so
1: big time bro yes
0: yeah big time zeke i want to see you on a couch smoking a cigar in a year or two after <laughs> yes. kicking a game-winning
1: field goal is for... la is la e related to donovan yes yeah yep, younger, younger brother. brother okay yeah very nice
0: um and yeah came up with like what big it was big fumble recovery i mean interception, an o- something their like whole that. defense went, stepped up against that there, game. Yeah. yeah um oceanside we always love you and support you. And we were totally on board with you winning that championship. Uh, never, never say never. Um, Is that all of them? Is that everything for what's good with yeah, you? Yeah, there'll be a few more as we get to signing day, but we'll cover those in the next couple of weeks. Yes, and I hope that everybody is able to attend uh, that signing day. Aaron, would you like to tell us what's good?
1: Yeah, well, I'll start what's good with obviously talking about the elephant in the room and on the basketball side of things. And it's not great news. Uh, you know, we've all had to deal with, you know, different levels of the grieving process with the passing of Kobe Bryant. But what has been good is seeing the basketball community's commemoration of him, whether it be Foothills Christian um, donning those new warm-ups, you know, in honor of Kobe Bryant, or seeing O'Farrell have that 24-second uh, moment of silence before the game where they set the clock to eight minutes and 24 seconds, and it was actually unintentional but, you know, very beautiful, um, you know, when they did that um kobe obviously has been a source of inspiration to many basketball players um including myself uh growing up i mean i i i kind of resonate with what ice cube said i don't have too many role models or heroes that are younger than me and he's actually the last of those basketball stars that was just older than me i was 14 when he started in the league at 17 you know turning 18 and you know, I looked up to him, and I, you know, thought that thought the world of him. You know, he frustrated me as a Lakers fan. You know, he also, you know, brought me great joy watching him play. And just this week has been very difficult for all of us. So to Vanessa, Bianca, Capri, and Natalia, we're all you know San Diego Prep Insider family offers our sincerest and condolences. Just our whole yeah. damn city, yes. And to Everyone who was affected um, you know, by that tragedy, you know, all nine people who died in that crash. If you
0: don't mind, I'll just I'll just follow up with I think that it's to me been interesting and amazing. I saw it in person with the game that I was at that did a moment of silence with Point Loma. I've seen a dozen plus different we got tagged on it in social media, and they—they yeah. they like the El Cajon, El Cajon Valley Girls team did a twenty-four second trip. Like Wayne me, McKinney wearing number twenty-four yeah, in honor of Kobe. It, uh, yeah, and and to me, it just it it's so crazy that someone that didn't have a tie to San Diego can still have a tie or a pervasive influence on black, white, uh, chic, Indian, Mexican young old male female that really just Kobe's language of basketball and hard work yeah. was a universally understood thing and 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 to to be a girl dad and affect the girls basketball community it it, it, it you have to just like you a you have to feel something cuz that's crazy sad but also you you have to feel something cuz that's crazy humbling and cool to see that a whole county knows how to pr- properly at least attempt to deal with that grief and respect for, yeah. for Kobe. So I thank you for sharing that with us, Aaron. Sure.
1: I think, are, were you going to mention battle of the Bay and what's you, good? You no, know, this is, this is why we have it. Talk about what's good. All right. So that will be the, what's good part is the third annual battle of the Bay, February 8th, next Saturday, uh, two sessions a day and a, a night session, uh, games, uh, army Navy versus Olympian San Diego versus La Jolla country day. Boom. Francis Parker versus Christian. So Boom. Close the day session then of course you got the big night session mission bay versus rb boom. modern day catholic versus the number one team cathedral catholic boom. and tory pines versus foothills christian
0: boom uh we will have marshawn cherry on the show next week uh to talk about this event because it's being hosted by mission, mission bay, bay hence School. the battle at the bay yep. not everybody puts that together um just like tommy doesn't always show up to all of our shows um but i will say this man it six games at one place in one day is already great any amount of type of basketball but they do a special kind of job of making this feel like just the perfectly layered event because it's a league battle for Mm -hmm. a lot of these teams it's a, a rivalry that extends into some AAUs and all sorts of stuff I mean last year's battle between the 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 Tayshaun Cherry Foothills Christian and the Boogie Ellis Mission Bay like in front of a packed small after a whole day of games was just it, it was it was hard to handle that much excitement about it but this is an event where like you go to this for a reason yeah. of getting like premier amazing basketball to check out so that is definitely what's good what's good um any other what's good or, or you um, mind if I close this one out? I'm good, bro. Okay, so I will say what's good is things like the the commitments and and finding out that San Diego does have a ton of ballers because when you get that one kid committing, then you start to have the others post about it. And man, we're gonna have like hundred fifty to three hundred kids at the signing mm-hmm. event. That's awesome. and, and that's ball that that's what's good, is that San Diego. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If you are playing college sports at a, at, at any level, you are doing something that not, like the, the, the numbers jump from this amount of people get yeah. to do it to this amount of people get to do it. So- Do you go to CSU Pueblo, go to the university of the moon, go study on, (laughs) you know, Jupiter's moon IO, like, and play for their golf team. Like if you're doing anything like that, I don't care where it is or anything. We want big schools, small schools and everyone in between. We're going to see this. What's good is that San Diego has a lot of ballers and in unexpected ways. When we got wrestlers that are going to, to D one colleges, we've got soccer players that are going on to a, a, a great school. Like, it's just killer to see this kind of stuff all start to come together. I'll say that's what's good. And then the other thing that's what's good is rivalry games. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, yeah. We throw a lot of hyperbole around on this show. Like, oh, this is the biggest game ever. Ah, but when you get into that gym and or onto the soccer field or whatever it is, and it's that special something-something where those two schools really don't like each other, I lose myself into those days where you just – a, a, a you know a three pointer that is, you know hits with zero on the shot clock, but is in the middle of the second quarter and it's a twenty four to twelve game, but the crowd still is just like having to be held back by the administration, being like, get off the court, dumbasses. <laughs> um, those games, I mean, that's why I do this job. I love this part of this season. So all I'll say is what's good is that all of the league and all of the rivalry, like. That's all we have left now for the season. We have two ish, three-ish weeks of of like this time of year last year, we were having uh Sweetwater in here dropping bars about how badly they want to beat Siena Cedro at two games. Like these are the times that a lot of people look forward to a lot of times. So this is the time that I look forward to. I'll say that's what's good. Go. Can we close out on a note? Just, just hit everybody with a rivalry. Uh, we talked about the Point Loma Coronado one. Hit everyone with a rivalry that has surprised you in its intensity uh, over your time on this oh, gig.
1: Geez. Gotta think <laughs> about that one. I'll uh, go Steel Canyon Valhalla. Okay, All
0: that right. one surprises me. They, they, right. they, they, they get after it a little bit.
1: Uh, RBV Vista. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that You that can't one. take that one. You <laughs> can't take that one. That one gets really heated.
2: Um, I'll go Poway Rancher Bernardo, and I yes. think especially in baseball where they've both been super consistent. Like but baseball, really, that's really a, in every sport, I mean that, that's one that neither school really likes each other.
1: Yeah, they deal. They, they don't. You know, is, actually, you know what? Yeah. Patrick Henry, Sarah. Yeah, is a that, sneaky yeah. <laughs> good one.
0: That one and when that was where I was at with Kai Jesse getting all those blocks and was some of those. It was it was uh, it was like twenty four to seven or eight at halftime. You, and
1: you know a rivalry is really good when teams are no longer in the same league yet they will they have to schedule and they'll game.
0: still vandalize each other's campuses. <laughs> yes. Something like that. Uh, well, no, I. That's they, they did that a couple years ago. They the did. Patrick Henry football team, or, or Sarah's football team, or someone's football team, or non-affiliated people. Um, hit us up at SD Prep Insider with your favorite of the rivalries, something that we might not have gotten to, and uh, let us know what league games and what you guys think is what's good. I'm Christian Pedersen at mister CPed. This is Tom Bergeron at Full Time <laughs> Hoops 1, and uh, that is not Tommy Morris at uh, SD Preps. Um about out of creativity. If you know where Tommy is, please let us know. Like, Tommy, we hope you have you here next week. He Uh,
2: recently texted. He thought we were four hours later in the day, so.
0: Yikes. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Thanks, Tommy. Talk to you guys next time.